This is Kieran with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for the Intentionality Gurus with Candace Pollock. And I just looked at the title or the theme for today's subject, and uh, we're going to be talking about willpower. And uh, I have to admit, Candace, I've been really, really good um, eating properly and exercising. But this weekend, I was in a really, I don't, I won't say it was a bad mood, but it was just a very odd mood. And everything I saw in front of me, I ate. So I had no willpower this past weekend. So maybe you can help me out. Yeah, just some insights into how willpower works or, or doesn't work. Okay. All right. So the definition of willpower is our the control exerted to do something or to restrain our impulses from doing something. And mm-hmm. others talk about it in terms of the ability to delay or resist short-term temptations in order to meet long-term goals or the capacity to override unwanted thought, feelings, and um, impulses and sacrifice the immediate pleasure in order to get some longer-term outcome. So does any of that resonate with um, what you experienced this weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, like um, like I said, part of this weekend, my willpower has been really good. In fact, I'll, I would look at certain things and it sort of would convince myself that, oh, it really didn't look good. Um, but this weekend, it was like, whether it looked good or not, I felt like I had to eat it. And so from cashews, which irritate my mouth, to um, some crackers that I really don't like. Uh, I was eating a lot of garbage. Yeah, so it sounds like you were low on Coke. Oh, no Coke this weekend. Just ask my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was prompted to um, have this conversation Um, in this episode, in part because one, we're approaching the end of the year and willpower always seems to be a big topic, but also, um, you know, in terms of meeting our goals and so on, just in general, um, it seems to be a pertinent topic. So one, so I'm relying on a lot of um, resources here. So there's a book by um, uh, Roy Baumeister and um, I can't remember his first name. I think it's uh, John uh, McTierney who on willpower. And um, there is work from Michelle, M-I-S-C-H-E-L. And he was the guy, he was a psychologist uh, professor at Columbia most recently, I guess, um, who was famous for that marshmallow test, that test that we all seem to know about where they had um, preschool children sit um, in a room and individually uh, a person would come in and say, um, we're going to do something that the child wanted to do um, in a bit. But first, um, if you could, I'll give you t- two marshmallows if you can um, wait a couple of minutes or you can ring a bell and I can give you a marsh- one marshmallow now. And the children's, you know, they then they film the children and some of them, um, in some of the renditions I've seen, the children pop the single marshmallow into their mouth almost immediately. There was no bell ringing. 
and um, others, you know, resisted. And one little boy was like going into contortions, at, which is like some evidence of his um, resisting powers because he was like a pretzel, like, no, don't, I won't do it. I won't do it. Um, and certainly I've had those moments. But the later studies showed there were other scientists that showed um, that they they found many of those children, I think 59 of them actually, and determined that those who had achieved success and a certain level of um, recognition in their fields and so on were the ones that were able to resist and wait for the two marshmallows. And those who had less success to, you know, in terms of um, net worth and those kinds of things, if those are the things we're using as, as a test, were the ones that had the immediate gratification that they popped the marshmallow in their mouth. They, there wasn't even a thought, apparently, um, on the film. Some little kids were like the person had just turned their back on them. They hadn't even left the room and they popped the marshmallow in their mouth. So what they determined um, was that part of it, ironically, can be from low glucose levels. So if we're low in you know, body sugar, we're going to have a harder time. We're working against the grain. We're going to have a harder time saying no to certain things, not just food things, but anything. And um, while they tested mood and they tested um, sleep, it wasn't sleep deprivation. It, it was a different kind of tiredness. Um, so it was basically overusing our willpower and what they've determined um, in, in various ways is that we have a limited supply of willpower, so we need to use it wisely. So what are your thoughts up to this point? Um, I mean, that's, that certainly makes a lot of sense. I mean, I found yesterday specifically that um, I woke up feeling tired and instead of like going back to sleep or relaxing, um, I was drawn to something sweet that I thought, hey, maybe it's going to give me a quick pick-me-up. Um, and when it didn't, uh, I was I was really upset. It was like, well, if this didn't give me a good, you know, pick-me-up, what will? And I, I did not think logically all day long. So was there anything else going on? Um, no, I just, I, I sort of wrote about this today in my blog that Sundays are like a down day for me typically. Um, and it goes back from childhood. And so usually if I'm not going to have any willpower or any sense of um, real mindfulness, it's going to happen on a Sunday. Because the day itself kind of uh, resonates differently for you? Yeah, it's like, you know, growing up and then, oh, I'm, you know, going back to school tomorrow. Okay. Or, oh, everybody else is doing family things and we're not. Um, and so it always, for some reason, it's like, unless I really plan something for the day, um, I tend to be pretty moody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and being able to recognize that does what for you? Um. It may's, makes me accept it a little bit more, but at the same time, um, most Sundays I um, 
try to fight it. Um, but then there are other days like yesterday that I just totally give into it. And today I'm paying for it because I got to watch what I eat. And how are you feeling about what, what, what's your internal um, dialogue saying? Um, today, my internal dialogue is really positive. It's like, you know, you can do it. Um, you know, just look forward, know what the path is and, and follow it. Whereas yesterday it was, look at that path. Hey, I'm going to go to the right. I'm going to go to the left. I'm going to turn around and go backwards. Um, there was no, no real focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a pattern you can watch for. So the idea with willpower is, you know, we can tap it. Maybe our glucose level is um, lower. We might spike it, but you know, what we want to be looking at is just having some of these checks and just noticing as, as we always talk about is, is the big um, deal um, because that's where we have those opportunities to choose the fork and the road. We don't want too many forks in the road because then that starts to deplete our willpower, even you know smaller choices and so on. So we can pick our battles, so to speak. So if Sundays are a more challenging day, then you might want to pre-commit to like one or two things and let it go at that that, right. that you do, and and you know be relaxed about the other. It doesn't mean you're going to totally. Um, abandon, you know, any guardrails on on a path that you might have um, or ideas you have in mind for yourself overall. What else shows up for you? Well, you know, I will tell you something that showed up yesterday very specifically. Um, we had to go to the hardware store. And uh, at first I wasn't going to go, but I then chose to. And I'm staying in the hardware store my, while my husband is looking for things. And all of a sudden, it came to mind, I have a toolbox, and not the tools that are in the hardware store, <laughs> but they're similar. And I started thinking about that, that, you know, if I picked up that hammer and hammered away at this feeling that I'm going through, I could break through it. If I, you know, tighten the bolts on, you know, you know, keeping in the good thoughts, you know, I could feel better. And it was walking out of the hardware store that I actually felt the best I had felt, felt all day long. Now, that feeling didn't stay with me the rest of the day, but it stayed with me just long enough for me to remember it, that I do have tools that I can use to break through those you know, bad memories or whatever they are that cause me to feel they have you no know, willpower on a Sunday. Well, I love that for a bunch of reasons, Karen. One, that you, you were able to have that insight, but also you're demonstrating um, one of the three things that are tools to grow willpower. And so one of them is to pre-commit to a particular pattern of behavior so that there's one decision and then it's a matter of not breaking the chain. And Jerry Seinfeld was famous for that, that he had committed to writing one joke each day. And he then marked it out on the calendar each day he did it. And apparently I, I saw a video of him with his calendars laid out on a long street. 
And he was showing that for all of these decades that he had been writing, you know, one joke a day, probably at a minimum. Um, but it was don't break the chain that kept him going, not the the joke part. All right. right. But the, the part I the other part I like about what you said is um, Michelle Seeger did research on maintaining habits and willpower can be a habit that we can grow um her research showed that if we pre-commit and we remember the feeling that in the moment of starting the habit the the good parts of that the good feelings associated with that that will help us at least get started and then if we have that other part the jerry seinfeld part don't break the chain then we're more likely to to stay engaged in the habit so for you to be able to focus on the good feeling as you're exiting the hardware store and then, you know, using, savoring that moment where you have that sense of peace, even though it might not be long lived, might be enough the next time you have some whatever um, to remember, oh, I know how to, you know, break this spell, come out of it. And this is the feeling I'll get from it. And, and that reward will build that neural pathway in your brain. You know, this morning when I thought about it, it, I think that's what really like got me excited about going forward today. Mm -hmm. It's like, I have these tools. I just have to remember mm -hmm. to open up the toolbox. Yep. And I think that's where some of us, you know, have those bad moments, have those bad days that they'll be inevitable. Yeah. 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 But we can persevere through them. Exactly. So another part of the steps that we can be looking at is meditation, which is kind of um, what you were describing. It was just a little mini thing where you had that insight and you decided to, to go with it and so on. You had it again this morning so that you could, you know, spend some time you know, a past experience of success and reinforce that, that neural pathway in your brain, that neuroplasticity part that we talk about all the time. And then the next is to, um, to have a simple habit that you know, you'll reliably do. And one of the classic examples is just to make your bed, some tidying up thing, um, that if you just make your bed, um, for some reason, that tends to be a, a great, threshold habit that will make it easier for us facing other choices where willpower may be called on and taxed rather than starting the day out with a sloppy bed and um you know and in, in with today's beds not they're not all necessarily neat with you know a bedspread and everything else a lot of people have comforters and um uh, what do you call it duvets uh covers and so on that after they're out of the package, they always look a bit um, messy, depending on uh, your household and so right. on. So the the you know what would be one simple threshold habit that one could do that would reinforce the idea that you're a person who follows through on that willpower to do it and not breaking the chain. Well, I have two, and one always has been making my bed. Um, I like things to look neat for me yeah. to start the day. But the other habit that I have is riding the stationary bike in the evening. 
Hmm. There's a, you know, a specific time that I know that I'm going to write it. Um, and I usually write it while watching um, one TV program. So typically during Jeopardy, because Jeopardy will keep my uh, attention. Uh -huh. um, and so I pedal away. And the nights that Jeopardy's not on, um, I find something else in that 30-minute time frame uh -huh. that invigorates me. And when I do that, it's a great way for me to look at the day and say, I've accomplished something. So I started out in the morning with one small task um, and then the evening, another. Kind of like bookends on the day. Yep, exactly. That's great. That's great. Well, and and perfect example of, you know, it's the small habit. It's um, something that you're doing reliably. So you're reinforcing the fact that you're doing it. I have to imagine um, that the um, bike riding is kicking in your endorphins, your feel-good chemicals, so right. that it's probably um, similar to B.J. Fogg's tiny habits idea that you you have an anchor, which is the TV show and time. You have the behavior, which is riding the bike, and then you have the celebration, the the, the feel-good um, element that comes in. Um, and so that's the perfect example of um, attaining a, a habit. And then the willpower, you're building that just naturally as a natural byproduct of all of that. Exactly. So going forward and, you know, as we approach the end of the year, what do you think would be a big challenge in terms of willpower, in terms of behavior or um, thoughts or something? Well, I'm going to be traveling a couple of times. So that means I'm going to be away from my stationary bike. Um you know, the making of the bed is going to be very similar because I'll be staying in somebody's house and don't want them to see me be a messy person. Um, <laughs> but so that anchor at the end of the day is something that I have to create because I know it's important for me. Um, so I, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be because I don't know what's going to be available to me. Um, you may not know be, what time of day it'll occur. It may be out of your control because I presume you're going to be with other people. Yeah, that, that you're right. That could change from day to day, uh, especially since I will be staying at my son's house and who knows what he has planned for me. Um, but there are other things that I know that uh, I can easily control while I'm away. Um, and one is, you know, to continue with my, at least most of my weekly good eating habits. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to get me through it. Um, I'm not one at making predictions, you know, or resolutions. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, if this works for me, I'm just going to keep doing it. It's a lifestyle for you. Right. Well, and so one of the things you can be thinking about, just aware of, is that um, the researchers and various researchers have talked about depleting events, kinds of events or choices, you know, forks in the road that occur that might tax our willpower, where we have to expend a lot of willpower, and then we don't have a lot left for the other things. And so you might be thinking in terms of what those might be. 
and um, you know, maybe the boredom of driving. I don't know if, if you feel that way. Mostly when I've been the passenger, I've been unconscious. So, you know, boredom was, <laughs> I was unconscious to the boredom. I had no idea how to get from Ohio to the Hudson Valley where I'm originally from because um, when my husband was driving, you know, I was either reading a magazine or sleeping and um, had no idea what came in between. Um, but you can be anticipating some of those things and then have a game plan around it. And maybe it's nothing more than just noticing and like doing little mental hashtags. Okay, one depleting event, two, and not feeling the need necessarily to, to tap your willpower, depending on the importance of them relative to the the other things right so any thoughts there well again we're going to be driving next week and when we drive my husband is an eater and so i've already chosen to take snacks that he likes rather than the ones that we both like or i like um because i don't snack during the day normally and so i don't want to make my I want to have the willpower not to have to, you know, oh boy, does that look good? You know, he's eating a chocolate bar. You know, I want one too. Um, so I, I plan around those things, mm -hmm. but I know there will be pitfalls. You know, we'll be visiting with family and, um, you know, I'm bringing baked goods and uh, they're usually the things that, you know, I like as well as everybody else but I'm just going to have to learn the self-control because I normally don't have bakers like that in the house here. Yeah. 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 So just anticipating them and, you know, what the game plan may be, but not beating yourself up and just, you know, maybe when those moments that, that first second um, of thought, like, Ooh, you know, everybody's enjoying them. I should too. Um, naming it to tame it. It's like, Oh, there's that temptation again. That's a, that this is a depleting event. And then you can have a choice to uh, engage in it or not. And there's nothing to say that you shouldn't um, accept your own sense of what you want in the long term. You know, do I want this now? I remember a, a phrase when I was in college, a friend, I think we were on a long uh, trip. He was driving a friend, a couple of friends and I back to New York uh, where he was from as well. And um, rather than us flying back home and I guess we had potato chips or something in, in the car. And I wasn't one really for potato chips, but he was admonishing us. We we were all women and um, he was the only guy. And he goes, um, a moment on your lips, a, a lifetime on your hips. And that did it for me. It's like potato chips were never something that I, I reached for because I remember this guy named Rick saying that phrase. But, you know, coming up with something, a little catchphrase that if it were the kind of depleting event that's likely to show up that would thwart your long-term goals, you know, how could you name it to tame it so that you can recognize that fork in the road and, and take the, the one that you really want to take, not the one that your impulse is telling you to take? Well, you know, one of the things that I've learned and, um, and I'm finding other people have said the same thing to me is I used there used to be things that I would eat. And even though it might've irritated my mouth or um, gave me a headache or whatever, I ate it because it it looked good. And it said, hey, you know, and now I'm saying to myself, wait a second, before I eat that, what kind of effect will it have on me? 
So like I used to love potato chips, but because of my immune uh, disease that I have in my mouth, potato chips just irritate my mouth. So it's like, well, so why would I eat those? Like mm -hmm. yesterday, eating the crackers, that was the worst thing I could have done for my mouth, okay? Um, and if I had been thinking about it, you know, I wouldn't have done it. And typically that's how I choose what I'm going to eat or how I'm going to cook something. So, um, you know, it keeps me on track. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's great. And then one of the other um, elements to, to grow willpower, and we, we talk about it in um, other settings quite a bit, is it's kind of meditation practices. They don't have to be long. They could be just, you know, um, 20 seconds, 10 seconds, and so on, where we just anchor to some physical sensation. And it might be a sound, you know, the furthest sound we hear, the closest sound we hear, it could be a scent. Um, is it sweet or sour? It could be, um, I don't know, what are some of the other ones? Uh, sensation, you know, rubbing, um, the if we had corduroy pants on, rubbing the, the whale on the pants or something, or a texture on a, on a sleeve. And just focusing on that for 10 or more seconds can be enough to break the spell of the temptation, the, the uh, depleting event. So between the, um, you're among the, the, the three things in terms of committing to a regular routine, a pre-commitment to some activity, not breaking the chain, and then mindfulness, that can go a long, long way to helping us grow our willpower rather than being the hapless victim of, you know, whatever's going on in terms of our physical um, yearnings or the um, mental, you know, habits and so on that we all have. So what are your thoughts at this point? Well, one of the things I anchor on every day is looking outside the window and accepting what I'm seeing. Like today, it's a beautiful blue sky and sunny, okay? But yesterday morning, it was very cloudy and dreary, almost looked like snow. Now, I'm not a big winter fan, but when I looked outside, I was appreciating what I was looking at. I was sensing it that this is good. Um, and that does help me to some degree. Um, it didn't, you know, help me for a long period of time yesterday. But what I did notice yesterday also was when we were coming home from the hardware store, it was sunny and bright. And it just made me feel good. Yeah. So, so it's noticing those things and you're building that bank of those pleasurable experiences just tuning in to what's so right love it love it so it sounds like you're on a good path for a really um uh well-powered um excursion well that is my plan and i'm hoping that everyone else um takes the excursion that they want to take for the holidays and i want to remind people that the holidays does not mean that we all have to have this big celebration or, you know, be with people. If we don't want to be, we can make it whatever works for us. And that's something that it's taken me a long time to learn. Um, 
I always thought I had to be around the table with a huge amount of people, even though that's what's going to happen this holiday for me. Um, but we can also learn to enjoy being alone. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, sometimes those have been my favorite holidays. Absolutely. Well, have a great day and we will talk to you again soon, Candace. All right. Bye-bye.